0: Hey, welcome to the Making It Fits podcast hosted by me, Martin, and my lovely wife, Caitlin Fitzpatrick. Say hi, Caitlin.
1: Hey!
0: (laughs) Where we share budget-friendly tips about traveling through the state and U.S. national parks, uh, DIY projects, and life. We want to help you build your dream life on a budget.
1: we're going to talk about Acadia National Park, one of our favorite national parks. It's a pretty place. Yes. Isn't it
0: like the top one of like the top one or like the number one place to visit in national parks wise? It's
1: definitely the top five. I'm not sure where it ranks, So, mm-hmm. but it's also our favorite park because that's where we got engaged.
0: Uh yeah. That's, why don't you tell them a little bit about that while I look up. Effects. You know, this is really unprofessional. It is we very unprofessional. don't have this set up already. See, this is what I was talking about before. But we, we can cut have... this part
1: out. No,
0: we cut nothing. We do it raw.
1: You didn't want to do it raw. That's
0: <laughs> the only way I know. <laughs> Alright, is. Just website. Oh, thrillers. What is the number one national park? Ye- Yellowstone. Ah.
1: Ah. I like Acadia better. Yellowstone's too big. Why
0: do you like Acadia better? <laughs>
1: There's so much more to do than there is in yellowstone are you kidding me we spent three
0: days in yellowstone and we
1: don't need to go back
0: because it was overwhelming <laughs> of how much there was
1: that is true. It's the entire state of wyoming i know it was too, well the reason why it felt overwhelming is because we only had a short amount of time to see the entire park which wh- we did too much we did huge
0: but you know what acadia you know what makes acadia so good you only really need a day and you you can experience it
1: yeah it's about all of it and you can keep going back and find more and more things to do there
0: yeah so uh how would you plan out your perfect day
1: well first let's talk about how do you get to acadia Oh, okay. so uh, we normally like to fly into bangor Um, some people like to fly into Portland, but we don't like Bangor, or we don't like Portland because it's three hours away. Bangor is only about an hour, hour and a half away from, um, uh, um, Acadia National Park. Probably, probably a little bit more than an hour 45. Maybe. It's, it's nowhere near three hours. No. Um, and we usually find pretty cheap flights to Bangor too. So, um, it's a really small airport. There's tons of things to do around there. There's the Stephen King house. (laughs) <laughs> um, which we have only seen the outside of he
0: lives there, actually he's a real person that does real things in his real house that you can A own. fun fact yeah, about maine. maine it is it
1: is the first place that the sunrise hits the u.s which is pretty neat and you can pretty much catch that first sunrise in acadia national park with a lot of other people as well
0: <laughs> yeah yeah most a lot of a lot of the military flies out of Bangor because it's on. It's a straight path to England. Did you know that? I
1: okay. did. There you
0: go. Now oh, they know that. All three listeners. Well, no, four maybe. We five. We may have
1: ten listeners.
0: I mean, your your sister is your
1: mom. Haley. My mom, Haley. My aunt. That's at least fifteen people. <laughs> okay the next thing we're going to talk about is where car of a family <laughs> <laughs> where do you stay when you go visit Acadia National Park oh
0: you can stay at a lot of different places uh but oh we plan this out you can stay at uh well first you can camp in the park which we haven't done yet.
1: No, but we want to. Because
0: we're too bougie for that.
1: I don't know if the camping is actually inside the park, but there's camping around the park. Like at least nearby. There are
0: definitely like lodges and wool cabins on the outskirts of the actual park. I know they like have the under Bahama. canvas
1: thing, that expensive camping experience, glamping experience. Oh, they have glamping? The under yeah. canvas thing with the, uh, the wagons the and stuff. They? yeah, Why are they doing that? Because it was like an. You can camp in the park, or you can stay in Bar Harbor, which is just outside of Acadia National Park, and you can stay for a very overpriced rate of probably two to five hundred dollars a night.
0: But how do you properly say Bar Harbor?
1: I can't say it. You say it. Ba
0: That was perfect. <laughs> like a like a drunk sheep. Bahaba.
1: Okay, there are also several Airbnbs in the area. We personally know a few of them, um, specifically one in Blue Hill. Um, there are amazing places that overlook the water and have cute little towns around them with tons of things to do. Yeah,
0: there's some really cool inns as well.
1: Yes, there is. There's the Astakoo Inn, which we love. A little pricey though. It is pricey, but pricey, they but have it's, it's like these octagon cabin things that you just fight in there. <laughs>
0: It's awesome
1: No They're on the stilts And they're on the water Remember Oh
0: You said octagon I just automatically Thought (laughs) cage Oh my god How amazing Would that be Because most of the people That go to the Azkut Are you know Of a certain age Just imagine Old like 50 plus The 55 year old community Just throwing down
1: that would be very entertaining. There are is a ton of things to do around the Astakuan. It's probably only about twenty minutes away from Acadia National yeah. Park. They Real have close. an amazing restaurant there which we'll get yep. to later. Yep. There's also a beautiful garden right across the street mm-hmm. which is spectacular in yep. the fall.
0: And they have like in in the spring and throughout the summer they have everything blooms.
1: Yes. The flowers up there, which we only saw one time. Yeah. And I don't even think we saw it in full bloom. No.
0: We've never... I don't, I don't think we've ever seen in full We should go there in springtime
1: sometime. Yeah. Um, if you guys didn't know, we go to Maine every year. Um, it's kind of our thing. Yeah. So, um, so we know quite a bit about the area, which is why we are so excited to share all this information with you. Um, back to where to stay, there is... Um, we personally like to stay around the Deer Isle, Stonington area. It's a lobstering town. Um, it's really small, but there's a lot of really nice people there. Um, so if you wanted to stay there, it's probably about an hour from Acadia National Park. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to stay in Deer Isle, you could stay at the Pilgrim's Inn, the Aragotta Inn, I believe is what it is. Aragosta. Aragosta Inn. Um, and they also have a restaurant at both of those locations. The
0: Aragosta Inn, actually, the owner was a James Beard Award uh, semifinalist. Oh, yeah, that's right so really good food over there and it's right on the water on this cove uh you can you can see whales go by uh it's you can beautiful scenario the schooners, scenario. Oh, the schooners. Yeah. yeah 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 the boats
1: and there's really cool hikes yes really easy cool hikes there. very
0: easy one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever been on uh, in my life was outside the Aragosa Inn it's called the Bart Island Trail which we will just, talk more about in a few oh, minutes. all house. right. No spoilers.
1: <laughs> um, another place that you could stay, which we haven't really checked out, but we do know these people, is um, the couple that runs the Deer Isle Hostel. It's an eco-hostel, and it's, um, it's pretty much self-sustainable, I would say. They have a whole uh, farm garden situation that they have going on there they have remember they have the um the water heater that is heated by the composting oh yeah yes remember yeah, we met yeah. them a while ago
0: i'm trying to remember we meet so many people we when do we meet go so out many there people. we're just social butterflies up there
1: but i really want to check it out when we go up this year because it looks super cool um and it's really nice i think they said on the website it has four people per room and um it's a hostel yeah, yeah. it's a hostel it's but a it's hostel. really nice it looks like a nice cabin it's yeah. not like run down or anything no. and then and then ooh.
0: and then I you can
1: stay at the also the nice brooklyn inn as well which is in the town called brooklyn which is a little bit closer to acadia national park um, and that's also a Good kind clear. of a wealthier town And there's a lot of really cool gardens and things to do in that area as well. And then... Basically,
0: if the town is on the water...
1: (laughs) I mean, pretty much everything is on the water in Maine unless...
0: true. That's also true. Unless
1: you're on a farm.
0: Yeah. A lot of farms out there too. A lot of blueberry barrens.
1: Yes. now another thing you can do, which I learned today, is the um, least most visited part of Acadia National Park is the Ilho Island.
0: Is it part of Acadia? It's part of Acadia. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I thought it was just its own tiny little world.
1: No, it's part of Acadia National Park. It's its
0: own world. So
1: you can get to the island two ways. You can either depart from the Acadia Bar Harbor area... Or you can take the mail boat, which is in Stonington, Deer Isle area. Which is what we do. Yes, which is what we do. And you can go and you can just do hiking all day there. Or you can actually do primitive camping there, which I think would be kind of fun.
0: It's pretty much untouched Maine. What was that? What? Um, (laughs) It is pretty much untouched Maine. Yes. So if you want, like, the true, you know... Yeah, the the settlers were coming in and, and looking around and saying this is where we're gonna stay at. Ilaho is is pretty much that place. Uh, Caitlin, did you know that it's so far off the grid that if cars fail their fuel emissions tests, they're sent to Iowaho. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. They're that's sold right. to Isle of Ho. People live on the island or Yeah, like ten of them. I couldn't remember if that was part of That's what the mailboat's for. Okay. The mailboat. I, I wasn't sure if that town was separate from that island, though.
0: So. No, the town's on the island, but the mailboat brings them their mail, their groceries. Right. Like, that is their lifeline. Without that thing, they got nothing.
1: Yes, and it, I mean it is. We didn't walk around that town very much, but it does look no. kind of cool. No. They but have, it doesn't look like there's anything to do. There's
0: nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. It's it's ten houses and and their own special accents.
1: Yeah. But even if you didn't want to go hiking or stay at Idaho it is kind of fun just to go. On a boat and ride around in Maine.
0: The Singing Shore. Wasn't that?
1: That is just outside of Acadia National Park. I forgot about that. It's... Oh, I thought that was
0: Idaho as well. That's, no. That's part of Idaho. Well, You're
1: talking about the where the wave comes up and it sings as the water hits the rocks? Yeah,
0: that's that's on Idaho as well. That's, oh. a, that's a feature of Idaho.
1: I thought it was.
0: Is pretty much any place in Maine, but for this special cove, we're talking about this uh, cove on Idaho where the water. Flows over these tiny little granite pebbles in stones. And when it does that, it makes like this singing sound.
1: It is really cool. Yeah. We should do that again.
0: Sounds like a wind chime up the ocean.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, should we talk about food or should we talk about things to do first? Uh, let's talk about food. Okay. Because you want to stay, you want
0: to be fueled for your activities.
1: Yes, so... First of well, all, well,
0: hey, how about this? Let's talk breakfast and lunch and or First breakfast. thing,
1: I want to mention one more thing. It is very important to get to Acadia National Park early in the morning, especially if you're going to be there oh, on a holiday God, weekend. Yeah. That you will run. Well, let's
0: through. do activities then, because that. Okay. Yeah, that is that is <laughs> too true, man.
1: Okay, the parking runs out very fast, so we and recommend getting there definitely around nine, definitely before ten a.m. And when
0: we say parking, we mean like. You got to park on the side of the road for, for some. So, um, I'm sure I'm breaking the script right now. But for some of the hikes, there are tiny little parking lots that'll carry that'll hold maybe like 20 cars, and those fill up super fast. And then people park on the side of the road. There's gonna be a lot of signs saying like, "Hey, you can't park on this side of the road. Hey, you can only park on that side of the road." But that fills up within the span of like 30 minutes. You, you could the difference of 30 minutes is either parking at the trailhead or having to walk two miles to the trailhead, right?
1: Yes, that is correct. I'm trying to see how many people visit. So just to give you an idea, 3.5 million people visit the park each year, which gives you a kind of generalized idea about how busy the park is on a daily basis, especially on a holiday weekend. So again, we recommend getting there no later than 10 probably earlier than that we usually try to get to the park around 8 8:30
0: definitely because it, it it will it'll fill up real quick
1: now, if you do get to the park too late and you can't find parking, there is a shuttle that takes you around the park. So you would park at the visitor center, bus loop, yeah, and the uh, the shuttle goes around the park. Oh, another thing we should mention is that Acadia is a one-way road all the way around the park, I was say. which can be kind of an inconvenience. Um, so you should really plan out your hikes or the activities that you want to do. Around the Loop Road.
0: Pick your pick your stops because also if you're taking that bus, it, it stops at every stop, and it has to make the loop. So if you miss your destination, or if you get on at you know Thunder Hole or something like that, but you want to go to the you know the visitor center, it's gonna be like a thirty minute drive yeah. at least.
1: And that's if there is room on the shuttle. There may be a time where the shuttle stops and drops people off, or doesn't drop anyone off which means there's no seats available on the shuttle. So you would have to wait for the next one or walk to your next destination, which is a pretty walk, but it can be kind of far.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it comes every 15 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, we normally uh, drive. Yeah. So um, that leads us into activities to do around the park. Um, so the, one of the most popular things to do around the park is Thunder Hole. You want to
0: tell them a little bit about Thunderhold? It's a hole and it thunders. <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a rock formation that you know over over a millennia has been carved out by the ocean, so that when the waves hit it in such a way, it makes this nice, real big booming sound. And if you get there on a good day or like during the tide, oh, the tides play a huge effect on the coastline mm-hmm. as well. Um, but if you get there on a good like a good wavy day. You can get some pretty cool waves that come in and shoot up and over the rocks. Um, Tides—if you get there at low tide—that opens up a lot, of, like of exploration that you could do. Like there are uh, underwater caves that become accessible. Um, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of a lot of sea life that you can find, but also makes it pretty dangerous. You know, a lot of people have—not uh, a lot, but enough people have have been caught in those caves when the tide changes and have uh, subsequently drowned. So, you know, if you're gonna do that, just yeah. just be aware.
1: Just be aware. <laughs> the, the thing that is very uh, unique, I would say, about Maine is that the tide changes very fast. Um, There's a hike drastic. that we'll talk about later. Um, we call it the disappearing island because you can walk out there on sand and then literally like 20 minutes to a half hour later you have to walk back in water because the tide came in that fast like up to your waist yes so if you are cold
0: too my god
1: it's very cold so if you are going to be doing any cave exploration definitely plan it out and make sure you have enough time to get out of the cave so that you are as safe as possible because it can be very dangerous
0: i don't see caitlin i don't see you ever doing that
1: I wouldn't mind doing it. You really? Yeah. Mm, we'll as long see. as we have an hour before the high tide. That's
0: what I'm saying, too too risk a risk averse.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's a little spice. Uh, but next to uh, next to Thunder Hole is Sand Beach, which is called Sand Beach because it's really sandy. And you know, uh, coming from Florida, sand doesn't really interest us. But there are other people that live, you know, on along the New England coastline where. A sandy beach is a big deal.
1: Well, and most of the beaches in Maine are all rocky. It's all rock,
0: yeah. Or that's pebbles. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's all rock and pebbles. There's no sand. So the fact that it's a sand beach is, is, is a big deal for a lot of people. So it's usually pretty packed. Uh, you won't see too many people in the water because, like I said, it's for a reason. But it's sandy, so if you live in a place where you don't get to see much uh, much water or you don't get to go to the beach very often, you know, definitely, definitely go check it out. It's Sun-based. also
1: a really good place to, like if you wanted to pack a breakfast or a lunch and just get to the park early or just have a little break from the park, it's a really good picnic area to just relax and enjoy the scenery um, on a beach which a lot of people don't get to do.
0: Yeah, and it's also one of the few places with it it probably has the largest, one of the largest parking lots on the- It does.
1: It's a great place to park.
0: And it's also right where the trailhead for the beehive is. Yes, Uh, and there's
1: bathrooms there.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is huge. (laughs) There are only like two places uh, with bathrooms, Sand Beach and- um, Jordan Pond House. Jordan Pond House, yeah.
1: So that's a great place to go. It's really good for kids tons of fun things to do in that area so probably the most popular hike is the beehive hike you've done more research on it why would you say that it's the most popular it's just cool
0: man it's cool but it's super cool it's cool it's it's um it's a little technical it's got some technical scrambling to it but not much Uh, it's there's a sense of danger and excitement but it's super safe Uh, it's one of those hikes where you'll You'll come up to a rock wall that you got to shimmy across where you have about a foot and a half uh, between the rock wall and, you know, a 300-foot vertical drop. But there's a steel, there's like a steel rod. Um, uh, Drilled into the ground. Yeah, holding. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you, you have something to hold on to that's not going to go anywhere. So it, it's super safe as long yeah. as you hold on. Uh, if you decide to let go, hey. it's up to you
1: but it is a good hike for all ages but it is not like if you're looking for something that is for someone that's elderly or maybe handicapped or someone that has mobility issues it's not one of those hikes it's not flat it's definitely vertical if
0: you have difficulty climbing a ladder this is not the hike for you right another one that wouldn't be the hike for you if that was the case would be the precipice hike
1: yeah, the precipice is definitely a step up from the beehive hike. That's my, it's
0: my favorite hike.
1: I like la- I prefer the precipice hike over the beehive hike and I have a fear of heights. I just feel for some odd reason feel more secure on the precipice, which doesn't really make any sense because there's a lot more vertical it makes drops.
0: Zero sense. <laughs> because it's definitely the sketchiest of the two. Uh, less people go on well first in like the first five minutes on the hike, there's there's an area where they like The the people that made the trail the park Parks and Rec Parks and Rec no that's that's National Park Service yeah the Park Service when they built the trail they they kind of made a kind of a a gut check point where it's like if you can't get past this one little uh, scramble you're not gonna be able to do. The whole trail. And honestly,
1: that's probably the hardest part of the entire hike, I would say. The beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you get past, like, that little bit, yeah. But, think about all the people that stops. Yeah. That shouldn't be on the trail.
1: Yeah. Now, if you want to get the views of the precipice, but don't really want the thrill and excitement of the precipice, something that we love to do, not only because it has meaning to us, but we there's a hike on the other side Mm -hmm. of the precipice. On the other
0: side of the mountain, yeah. Yeah,
1: so um the technical trail name is the beach crop trail via champlain mountain via hugueno head trailhead um <laughs> so it's ample. next to a garden and you actually don't have to pay to get what's into the, the park what's the garden
0: called caitlin i
1: don't remember the name of the garden why don't, don't you look know, that up right. for me ah. <laughs> so it's up next to a garden and remember. it goes up the back side of the precipice and it's a fairly easy hike. Um, there's a little bit of scrambling, like right before you get to the top of the mountain, but it's. Serdamont. The Serdamont Gardens, yes. Um, so you can enjoy the beautiful gardens there and then go for a nice hike and get the views of the precipice without doing the intense precipice hike. Yep. And you don't have to pay to get into the park because the entrance to that trailhead is technically not in Acadia. Yeah. But you hike into Acadia, which is kind of unique. There is very limited parking there um, as well. So you can either have someone drop you off, which we sometimes do, or um, get lucky and find parking, or park nearby and walk there, which is another option.
0: At the same time, I feel like the parking on the Cernamont side is a lot better. Oh yeah, because it's not in the park. In the park, yeah. And a lot of people don't know about that
1: area.
0: And the garden, the Sertomont Gardens are really cool because they have set it up in a way that when you walk through, you you get to see all the little different ecosystems and biomes that you can find in Acadia. Mm -hmm. Like they have one section that's for the marshland. They have one section that's for the coastline. They have another section that's for like the high alpine area. It's really neat.
1: Yeah, so if you um, have young kids or if you're homeschooling kids, it's a really good educational opportunity um, or to if, learn about those yeah. different kinds of ecosystems. Yeah.
0: Or if you just don't want to go on a you know on a strenuous hike, or if you're unable to go on a strenuous hike, like Caitlin, pretty much broke her back one yes. one visit. We were there; she fell down some unregulated main steps, which a lot of hey, let's be honest, a lot, a lot of, of, main, stairs a lot of main stairs are not up to code. Not up because there is no code in Maine. You can just bill whatever you want. Yeah,
1: so uh, lesson learned. Don't wear socks on stairs because it will ruin your entire trip. I spent that entire trip hanging out at Sand Beach and walking every flat trail possible at an extremely slow pace. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. but it was cool because she was able to see, you know, a lot of the different stuff that you wouldn't necessarily have been able to see. Yes. Hanging up. And, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah. Uh, the reason why we love going up the back of the precipice is because that is where we actually got engaged there is some beautiful uh very scenic um points before you even get to the top of the the precipice mountain
0: that's the cool thing about the precipice is that you think you get to the top and you're like oh no no you got another at least 30 minutes to go Yeah. So if you (laughs) want something with really
1: good views without having to go into the park um that's a fairly easy hike this would be the one for you yeah
0: and when we say fairly easy i mean People, like, bring their dogs on this hike. I, I, People with, like... I think I saw, like, a lady with a broken arm. Yeah. Like, yeah. They or someone with a cane,
1: it. I think we watched walk, Oh, definitely, hike. definitely. It's really easy. Um, and then you can be crazy like us, and you can hike up the back of the precipice, hike down the precipice, hike back up the precipice, and then back over the other side. That was all a f- in one day. That was a fun day. It was super fun. We were very sore the next day, but it was a lot of fun. Um, another hike that we have done before is the Goreham Mountain, um, and that one is definitely not as a, much of a crowded hike. Um, but if you're looking for something different, if you've been to Acadia a few times and you don't want to do the same hike every time, we did enjoy that hike. That was the one that we did from, we hiked up the Beehive and then we walked over uh, to the Goreham.
0: Right. That, that's yeah. That's kind of taking the the spine of the mountain mm-hmm. down it was cool i (laughs) i i found a patch of wild blueberries on the side of this like cliff face and i must have sat there for maybe 15 20 minutes just eating he really did oh it was awesome
1: you wandered off and i couldn't find you and i went and backtracked my steps and i was like hey have you seen that guy i was hiking with earlier to like some random people and they were like oh yeah i saw him go that way picking blueberries and i was like oh great I'm never gonna find it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But honestly, that's one of the really that's one of the things I love about Acadia is that because you know when whenever you go to these national parks, you want to you want to leave things how you found them. So that means you don't necessarily want to go off trail because that, that way you can cause erosion. You can you can you know step on some some shrubs. You can you know you can you can cause havoc and and make a mess of where you go. But with Acadia, most of it's rock, so you can pretty much go wherever you want to, as long and as that, it's on rock. Yeah, well, that that's my rule of thumb. If yeah. it's on rock, you know, I'm not, I'm not causing damage. I can go explore with without worrying about, you know, uh, bothering the ecosystem. But berries grow back don't don't hate on that all right <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and then another hike that you can do is the jordan pond trail it's super flat i'm pretty sure that one is fully handicap accessible oh, um, yeah. like you could definitely take a wheelchair trail, on that one yeah
0: the trails are manicured yeah that, that's definitely and it
1: goes around a lake and it's right next to the jordan pond house if you want to wait a few hours to get seated um, which we'll talk about later Yeah, they
0: got those old Rockefeller carriage trails and
1: there's a gift shop there which is kind of fun if you want like a souvenir shirt mug or something like mm-hmm. that um, that's it's like
0: the gift shop of yeah the, yeah did we mention that it used to that Acadia used to be owned by the no, Rockefellers and that's and and then there was a lightning strike on top of Cadillac Mountain that caused half the park or half of their property to burn down
1: And then they donated it to the national park.
0: Yeah, because they're like, what are we going to do with this? I don't want this anymore. Give it to the government. Make a park out of it. Well, joke's on them. It's one of the best parks in America. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But Um, because they owned it, they built these carriage trails all throughout the park um, that you can walk on, you can ride your bike on, and there's also uh, carriages that you can take, horse-drawn carriages.
1: Which we haven't done yet, which I really want to do. I don't want to do it. I want to do it. Maybe uh, I'll go with my mom. Yeah, you can go on or your, your own. mom. I
0: don't want to sit behind a horse for half an hour and just slowly fun. moving on something I know I could rip through on a bike. That's just me.
1: I guess. I, I want to be able to look around. If I'm on a bike, I feel like I'm focusing too much on where I'm going before looking around at the scenery. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so that, those are the hikes we've done. We'll move on to the activities that we do like to do, and one of those is the carriage trails. You can rent bikes in Bar Harbor, and then they- Bar Harbor. <laughs> and then um, you can jump on the shuttle. They have a- don't they have a specific shuttle for the bikes?
0: Uh yes, the bike shop has a shuttle that will take you and your bikes to uh To a drop off. To, to the drop off. I think it's at bubble pond or bubbles pond. That does
1: it? sound a bubble something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bubble like bubble bubble pond, something like that.
1: Yeah, so you get dropped off there, um and then you kinda just take off for the day and then at the end of the day you get picked up and uh return your bike and
0: yeah. yeah, and there are signs everywhere. All all the trails are clearly marked. You know, it'd be hard to get lost. And if you do, you know, people are pretty friendly. They can show you the way. Yeah. Um. So
1: if you're looking for something to do outside of the park, other than exploring the amazing Bar Harbor, Bar Harbor. you can um, during the summer there's the Lumberjack Show, which well, we missed. Let's talk miss.
0: a little bit about Bar Harbor. Okay, it, talk about Bahaba. It has the. Uh,
1: the Bar Harbor is this cute little town just outside of Acadia. It's, it's super a, touristy. It's a tourist trap. Let's but be it is let's be
0: so 100% honest about that. It is 100% a tourist is. trap.
1: But it's so, so cute. There's tons of um, restaurants, uh hotels, On, inns,
0: lots of very eclectic uh stores that you can get cool stuff in. Yeah. Uh it's the most it has the most northern Irish pub in America.
1: It does. It's where all the cruise ships also go, which kind of ruins the view sometimes. But there's also a really awesome Christmas store there, which has really unique handmade ornaments and smells like Christmas all the time.
0: Yeah, you don't forget to go over to the Bahaba Fire Department. It's I think it's one of the few uh, professional fire departments in Maine where they, they, they are staffed all the time and actually get paid to be there. Yeah, and my idea, <laughs>
1: one time we were there and they had this sign, and it, it was like, put your fire out, out cold. Yeah. So every time we go camping, I'm like, put the fire out, out cold. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you gets, can also get souvenirs annoying. from the uh, fire department. They sell patches, hats, and um, shirts as shirts. well. Yeah, sure. And they're really nice there too, so yeah, that's yeah. also a plus. And there's a public restroom you're right a next to it. Firefighter,
0: who doesn't love a firefighter?
1: <laughs> there's a public restroom right next to it. Um, not always the cleanest, but it's a free public restroom. If you wanted to run to the restroom before making your trip back to wherever you're staying, or before going into the park, um, it's just a nice quick pit stop.
0: Yeah. But also, um, there are a lot, a lot like with the bike stuff, a lot of the excursions, and a lot of like kind of the adventurous stuff. Are based out of Bar harbor yeah
1: so you rent your equipment there and then go into the park
0: yeah uh, like you can go there's a rock climbing uh, company that that's based out of there there's kayaking there's stand-up paddleboard there's a lot of really cool stuff if you
1: want to be freezing
0: yeah if you want to (laughs) be freezing that's right it's cold on the water I'm telling you Uh, but outside of Bahaba you got a lot of cool stuff too some of it is Dependent on what time of season that you're there like the lumberjack show.
1: Yeah, the lumberjack show is only open during the summer um, And that's mostly because college students are the ones that are doing the performing through the lumbers Yes, Um, so we always miss it every year because we normally go to see the fall colors in October or end of September Um, But we've heard amazing things about the lumberjack. Show, so maybe one year we'll go see it And then another fun thing that we always like to do is the pirate mini golf. It's this huge mini golf. It's your
0: run of the mill but it's pretty big corporate yeah mini golf thing it's
1: cool it's a good time yeah i'm not hating i'm not hating on it it's a really good activity for kids um or something just to make them really tired before going to bed i think there's an ice cream store nearby as well
0: there's an ice cream store slash barbecue place nearby that we went to that has music at
1: night yeah something that's also very weird about maine is there's ice cream everywhere i don't know why and barbecue yeah, uh, it's very strange to me. <laughs> and every every restaurant,
0: every not every restaurant, but a lot of restaurants and a lot of stores are all main puns.
1: Yes, like there's this one barbecue place called Mainly Meats, mm-hmm. or I think there's probably one called Mainly Lobster, or...
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: no. Honestly, I'm surprised the Lumberjack show isn't called, like, Mainly Men.
0: The main... Pl- <laughs> yeah. The main place to get your shoes from, that's a, that's a store. There's, oh, yes. You know, it's all... It's all Maine stuff. Those Maniacs. I
1: think there is a store called Maniacs, actually. Um, So another one of our favorite things to experience in the summertime is the Flash and the Pans band. Um, They are a steel drum Band.
0: It's not something you would expect.
1: It's not. And it's uh, mostly elderly people, I would say retirees. Yeah, retirees. um, Living out their dream life in a band, and they are awesome. They are so good. Um, So if you want to check out their schedule, um, you can look up peninsulapan.org and see when they're playing, where they're playing, if you're in the area and you can see them, I highly recommend it. It is so much fun.
0: They get a crowd going too. They
1: do. Um, Another thing (laughs) that you can do outside of the park is visit a bunch of different gardens. Um, One of our favorites just outside of the park is called the Charlotte Roads Park. You um, remember that's the one where we fell asleep on the crash just next to the water? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's a
1: tiny little garden, but it's very, very pretty. It's a cool
0: there. butterfly garden. It's a butterfly yeah. garden. And uh, a lot of bee, a lot of, like, bumblebees around there. There are three cool uh, gardens that mm-hmm. are pretty much a stone's throw away from each other. Outside yes. the in at least.
1: So you could pr- pretty much spend a whole day just garden hopping and enjoying a nice lunch and... Be fully entertained for the whole day.
0: Garden harp, garden hopping, and beer hopping are like the cool, like the the thing to do in Maine. Yes. I would say, yeah, not the thing, but a thing that you can
1: <laughs> definitely do in Maine. Um, another thing that you could do um, if you want something outside of the park is an overnight schoonic trip, which we haven't done, but we are we really want to do. And you can ride on a schooner, which is like a. A schooner? A schooner. Which is pretty much a sailboat. And you help the crew run the sailboat. And you can sleep on board and they feed you dinner and lunch and breakfast and all that stuff. Um, it sounds like a grand time. Um, I know a lot of people do enjoy doing that. Um, so if you are in the Deer Isle area, something we highly recommend is visiting Nervous Nellies. Why don't you tell them a little bit about Nervous Nellies, It's crazy. <laughs>
0: Um, this is the best way I can describe it, is you're stepping into the world that a mad artist created. Uh, this, this gentleman, I I don't, look up his name, I forget the gentleman's name.
1: His name is Nellie.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) It's not his name. (laughs) I think it might be his wife's name, like, because she's nervous that that he's doing all this. But this, this artist, he, he, he owns some land, and... He takes like scrap metal and and just kind of junk that you would find everywhere and he makes really, really interesting themed sculptures. And when I say themes, I mean he's built uh, a tiny uh, western style town where, you know, fit with everything with like the the old jail, the saloon, Uh, he has in the woods. There's a King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table castle. And just on the other side of that is like a fairy garden that he's built. And in the, in the back of the woods, hidden away, you want to know unless you just kind of went for a little bit of a walk. He built a church that was milled. That was like the, the wood that he used was like wood from the 1700s and like that. And it was the last wood that was milled at this wood mill that... Um, that was established like turn like during the revolution so it's
1: very cool and there's a beautiful stained glass in that tiny church too
0: yeah his his style is unique creepy <laughs>
1: <laughs> um his name very is very cool peter barrett's beer his name is peter <laughs> yeah peter and then his wife um, makes Here's. jams, uh, jellies, and chutney, and she sells it at the gift shop. Um, you can also enjoy tea and lunch there as well. Oh, um, okay. if say you want your husband to go enjoy the sculptures, and then the ladies want to enjoy a nice lunch. That's a great opportunity. Well, vice <laughs>
0: first. Don't, don't or quick, vice don't versa. do pigeonhole people. <laughs> let,
1: them, let them have their options. I guess that's generally what I do, because I've seen the Nervous Nellies... Several times. Yeah, I
0: like to get lost there and just be like, "This dude is crazy." I love it. Um, and also, there are lots and lots of of really cool independent artists in Deer Isle, and a lot of their artwork is sold at Nervous Alley. So you know, support the local artists and uh, help the community because there, Deer Isle, um, at least Stonington is.
1: So Stonington is the um, the island just south of Deer Isle. Is that an island? Well, I think it's, it's actually connected, it's connected to Deer Isle. It is.
0: It's part of Deer Isle, but it's like its own little town. Yeah. It's on the on the most uh, eastern edge of the island. It has the highest, uh, like statistically, it has the most independent contractors in a Tiny in an area. area in like all of the United States because they're all lobstermen. Yes. Um,
1: so if you're in the Stonington area, um, you can actually get fresh lobsters straight off the dock um directly from the lobstering boats, which is really cool you experience to though. do. Um so that would be a really cool place to go because the cost of a lobster rule in Maine is outrageous. Um probably about twenty five to thirty dollars or you can get an entire lobster for maybe fifteen dollars and cook it yourself. Yeah. Do the work yourself. Um and yeah. it's a cool experience, especially if you have kids, I think that's really fun to do. Yeah. Absolutely. And lobster so. is delicious. So lobster
0: is delicious. Cockroach <laughs> of the sea. Yes,
1: it's very very good. And then if you're there in the fall, obviously the fall colors is spectacular in Maine. Um, generally, it's the first week of October where the fall colors reach their peak. If it is a good year for fall colors, um, I mean I would say generally every year that we've gone, there's definitely been fall colors. Yeah. It's just some years are more vibrant than others. Yeah,
0: it all it all depends on how much rain they got because this year the year that we're recording this year 2022 it's been very dry so we're probably not going to see any fall colors when we go up there Well, we're also going into september yes so all the leaves are probably going to be dropped by
1: then yeah. which is fine i love the look of dead trees so it's a bummer um but if you're there in the fall there's tons of uh fun fall activities like corn like mazes trees,
0: kind of gothic you know.
1: I mean, it, we it, see it, palm it. trees all the time. It's like it's nice true. to see something that looks different.
0: It's true. We, <laughs> see, we see too much green. Give <laughs> me some dead...
1: We're spoiled.
0: some dead brown sticks.
1: Um, so in the fall, you can do corn mazes, hay rides, uh, tons of different other fall activities that us Floridians don't ever get to experience. So anytime we get to do that, we're like, oh, yay, okay, this is fun. Yeah, seasons. We don't, we don't know what seasons are. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know
0: what- is. Right. What a real feel is.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think we hit all of our favorite activities to do. So let's talk about. Food. And of course,
0: there's so much more you can do. Every time we're there, we discover something new. That is true. Like that, like that pizza parlor that we went to that had like all the murals on the inside. That was really cool. Uh, we we almost got tattoos from a guy whose entire face was covered in tattoos, but he was super cool, super nice. Yes,
1: everyone is very nice in Maine. I have yet to meet someone that's not nice in Maine. um, So we, for breakfast, we're moving on to food. Yeah. We generally do our own breakfast just because where we stay, there's nothing nearby, um, but I... Um, Everything closes at 7 or yes, 6. That,
0: Nighttime? Yeah most of thing most of everything unless you're
1: staying in bar harbor things are open at night in bar harbor but sure. everything else pretty much sundown is everything's closed so yeah. plan ahead yes one year we did not plan ahead yeah. and if you
0: find yourself hungry and you don't have any food and it's nighttime, good luck
1: yes because <laughs> by the time you get to the next town where things are open it's going to be closed by the time you get there yeah go forge. Yeah. So um, okay. So if you want to do like a nice breakfast at home, there's a cool bakery called the Tinder Hearth Wood uh Bakery. Um, they make homemade bread there. It's super delicious. They also sell amazing cookies. Mm-hmm. And I read that they have pizza nights, which is kind of cool. Neat. and live music. So I think that's something new that um,
0: they do have a night. They have a band.
1: Yeah. So play. maybe we should check that out it. one
0: year. Oh man, it was it was rip roaring time.
1: Oh. Okay, so we're definitely gonna check that out. And then I also just recently discovered that in Blue Hill, which is on our way to Acadia, there is a restaurant called the Humble Bee Cafe, and they open at 5 a.m., which is great because we like to try to get to the park at like 7, 7 or 8.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. Which, you know, I'm not exactly a morning person, but because everything closes at sunset, and there's nothing really to do there after dark. You know, it's easy to go to bed pretty early. Yeah, it kind of and, forces and, you to go to bed. Yeah, and get up like, you know, with the sun. And honestly, there's that sun, that sunrise in Maine is beautiful.
1: Um. So for lunch, if you are wanting to eat in the park, you can eat at the tourist trap of the Jordan Pond House, which is great food. It's fine. It has good food. And it has beautiful good views. However, we recommend eating at the Astaku inn and restaurant has better views has better food and better prices um and then the, why don't you talk about the chef
0: yeah the the popovers are what so when you go to the jordan mod house the main reason that like the big thing that they're famous for are their popovers which are like the, these giant delicious uh, you know pastries pastry muffin things
1: they're hollow on the inside and they're super Buttery, flaky, like like an inside-out croissant.
0: Yes, and then you're given more butter and jam and it's it's awesome. It's one of the best things ever. However, the guy that started that uh, actually took his his skills over to the Astaku so he has the original, so they so the Astaku has the original popover recipe that they serve. And it's it's just as good if not even better. Because like Caitlin said, it's not as busy it's a it has a beautiful view of the harbor and the garden in the garden it's right across the street from another beautiful garden it's just up the road from another beautiful garden and it's a 15 minute drive to another beautiful honestly it's it's, it's great. maybe
1: and it's maybe 10 minutes outside of the Acadia National Park
0: yeah it's awesome it's great. the
1: other thing is like say you are like a super planner like me you can make reservations ahead of time or even like an hour before and they have availability. I mean, it is, it's is—it's not as busy as the Jordan Pond House where you have to plan or make a reservation a week in advance just to get in. Or
0: fight for, or literally get into fistfights for parking or that, that we have, but I can see it happening. Right. Man, it gets crazy over at Jordan Pond House. It gets crazy, yes. but. Um, but if
1: you are wanting to visit the Jordan Pond House, don't forget to check out that hike around the lake. Because that is definitely worth it, I would say, yeah. uh, for everyone to check out.
0: Uh, funny enough. Jordan's Pond. That's what it's called. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, Do it at least once. So we generally stay in the Deer Isle area. So for lunch, we like to go to. There's a treat takeout. They have all like American food. Um, they also have ice cream, of course, and quick so and easy sandwiches. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, burgers, hot dogs, all that you know, fried, uh, fried uh, haddock.
1: Yes. So there are lots of fish options as well. A lot of fish options. Um, and then. If you're making your way towards Acadia, you could stop at Blue Hill or Ellsworth. In Blue Hill you can eat at the Fishnet, um, which is just another like quick stop where you can get a lobster roll, a hamburger, a sandwich, something like that. Um, it's really good food as well. And then a restaurant that I just found in Ellsworth, which looks super cool, is called Wicked Munchies. Um, I believe it's a new restaurant. Hmm. Um, they have like lobster mac and cheese and Freshly made pizza and different like fun um, desserts and things like that. So that is um, a cool place to stop. So um, those are our favorite places to eat.
0: Well, also along the way, there so many different spots. Like on the way to Acadia, uh, just before you get to the actual island of Acadia, there's a ton of like um, lobster boil mm-hmm. and and just you know seafood boil places that you can go to. Where it's cool, it looks, it's fun for the family, it's food is great, it's good food. Mm-hmm. I mean, all around, you can't go wrong, really. At least we haven't so far.
1: Yeah, or you can eat in Bar Harbor if you're staying in Bar Harbor. Ah. There's tons of restaurants. There. Yeah,
0: tons of good food in Bar Harbor.
1: <clears throat> now, for dinner, um, one uh, we have several favorite places that we like to eat um, for dinner. Um, the Finn and Fern, which is in Stonington, it's kind of like a higher, it's it's not takeout, which is, is. what mostly Maine is, um, I would say. But it's like organic cooking and freshly made pasta, things like that. It's right on the water. Um, we
0: have a we have a little bit of a relationship with one of the farmers that produ- that supplies their vegetables to the Fin and Fern, mm-hmm. and it it's good stuff. It's very good. It's very good, very good. Highly
1: recommend that if you're in Stonington area. Yep um another place in that area is the aracosta which we talked about earlier is a place to stay um that i would
0: say is is a little is pricier and fancier but
1: well you didn't get to talk about the chef earlier so you want to tell about that
0: well yeah, i mean he like what, what else is there to say he's a james Beard semifinalist. uh they have a tasting menu that you can do i think it's like 150 dollars. For per person, which you know, honestly, as far as tasting menus go, not bad. Yeah,
1: we forgot to talk about the Bard Island hike.
0: Oh, for activities. Mm -hmm. Well, there, what's a good thing? Sierra Gosa Inn is right there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, That's so the Bard Island hike, like Caitlin mentioned, is a hike that's about two miles. At most. At most, yeah. To and from, so it's a mile, mile in, mile out, basically. And
1: there's two routes you can take: the loop, the Sand Beach Trail, I think that's what it's called, or that's you can right. take like the trail through the forest, which we like to do.
0: Yeah, I, I suggest doing that just because it's I, you know, I'm not used to
1: moss and pine trees. And pine
0: trees, and that and that trail is only
1: Christmas moss <laughs> and
0: pine trees. So it looks like a a spongy green paradise and smells like christmas and it smells like christmas yes i do love the (laughs) smell so yeah definitely suggest doing that i mean we're we're doing the tasting for the first time coming up and i am very excited
1: for it but the special thing about this hike is when you get to the end of it there is what we like to call the disappearing island and that's where we were talking about the tide changes earlier and there's like a little island just past the end of this trail that you can go to at low tide because um, there's like a sand path that you can go across and explore this little island where there's a bunch of driftwood. The technical
0: term is a barred island, hence the name of the trail. I think (laughs) that is what it's called, yeah. It is what it's called.
1: (laughs) Um, And they have like, I think there's like rose hips or what were those fruits?
0: Yeah, rose hips, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's rose hips and you can look at seashells and rocks and, like, find sea life and, and different things. It's just and, fun and to do. And if you're
0: of a Scandinavian descent, go for a swim. Yep. We always see people in the water wading around swimming, but you know, we we got one year, we got on... We didn't, we didn't time the tide correctly and we had to walk uh, back up and, to our waist. Yeah. Started out around our ankles and then by the time we made it to the end, it was up to our waist and it we were slow moving because we were so cold mm-hmm. I, it hurt it it, it it felt like needles it hurt i couldn't move i couldn't move it took all my willpower not to die on my feet we're more right <laughs>
1: floridian so we can't really do cold yeah i can't
0: deal with the cold <laughs> we can't deal, i can't deal with you know 102 degree weather with 100 humidity but i cannot deal with 50 degrees yeah Ugh stay in bed
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so some other things to do for dinner you can eat at the brooklyn inn which is in brooklyn maine um we ate there quite a while ago but i remember it being really good um there is a few um places like the mainly meats barbecue that you can check out some of them generally have live music at night which is pretty fun um and it's fairly reasonably priced and then there's also this really cool sri lankan place. sri lankan restaurant which yeah. i would say is like in between fine dining and casual dining um definitely make a reservation to eat there they have limited seating it's called Dip, and they have martin's favorite super the spicy food wings It's
0: so good there and i hope it's still on the menu when we're back it was called uh it's called sanjay's wings And my God, Sanjay makes a mean wing. I started hallucinating after I ate those wings.
1: Because it was so spicy. It was so
0: spicy. But in like a, a, in a way where it didn't really make your mouth on fire, it just made you transcend (laughs) and start to cry and feel it feel a certain type of way to be honest i didn't know what was going on all i know is i could only eat like two of the wings so we're definitely getting those next time we go back yes it's very good but very
1: the good. other the rest of the food is also very very good yeah
0: a lot of vegan options uh for you for you you know vegans out there or if that. you
1: have dietary restrictions like me <laughs> for yeah, dairy yeah, yeah. um there's tons of options at this restaurant um which is hard to find in maine so if you are Um, vegan or have allergies uh, try to plan out your food in advance when going to Maine or bring something or make something yourself yeah um, because it's really really hard to eat dairy free in Maine
0: yes the the staples in Maine are uh, butter bread and pasta so yeah
1: those are our favorite things to do in Maine well Um,
0: you can also don't forget there's the uh, a lot all the breweries and the wineries are part of like this wine uh, tour that you can do which is super cool and yeah so there's the Ellsworth Fogtown Brewing Company, the Airline Brewing Company, the Atlantic Brewing Company, you know Sea Dog Brewing Company which has a really good uh, blueberry beer. But they're based in Maine, I know that. Yes, yeah. Outside of Deer Isle, El Frijoles.
1: We have never eaten there. We haven't but you know it's fun to say. Yeah, we always know that we're getting close to our destination when we see free Hallways, so we make a big deal of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... Let us know what you think about this. If you have any other questions regarding um, visiting Acadia or things to do in northeastern Maine, let us know, and we'll try to make another episode about it. Yeah,
0: so thanks for hanging out with us today. Follow us on social media at Making It Fit. <laughs>